Hey guys. Hi. This is Roxanne speaking. And this is Jessica. And you are listening to another episode of Dead or Curious, where we like to talk about spooky stuff. So big news this week. Um, quite a few things have happened. Let's see. India and Mauritius have joined the Curious clan. Welcome on board, guys. It's really nice to have you. And in other news, I'm very excited to announce a collaboration. What? What? So Dead Curious is now in cahoots with none other than Pencil Heart Art and the amazing illustrator Christine. So welcome aboard, Christine. So all of the lovely art that you guys are seeing on our social media, on our Instagram, on our album covers, that is all Christine. She is fantastic. An old friend of mine that I met, in fact, before art school, we went to university together and studied art. Um, well, I did for two years. She went on to get a master's. She's fantastic. She's a great person, a phenomenal artist, and so creepy. She's she's so she's so one of our creepy sisters, like so much. And the artwork that she has made for us already is really so amazing. So go and look her up and have a look at her work. She's really really talented, and she's just fantastic. While we're on the topic of collaborations, it's not so much a collaboration as it is um, a tribute. My sweet old husband, Jax, has made a song for us. Oh, yeah. It's really uh, so sweet. I love it so much. So, guys, I'll be putting the song, which is called A Para Lockdown Activity. It's um, a tribute to our creepy podcast and also the anxiety one feels <laughs> in quarantine. <laughs> you can really Which, feel those emotions coming through when you listen to the song. <laughs> it is. It's chaotic in such a fantastically anxiety-filled way. And people who listen to this podcast, let's face it, we all like a little bit of anxiety in our lives. So Stay tuned to the end of this show, and I will pop that in for you guys to listen to. Let's do it after. This. Yeah. So stay tuned to the end of the show, and we'll pop that song in for you to listen at the end of our bloopers. And if you are a member of our Patreon, then you can actually download this song to have for yourself on your persons to listen to whenever you want. You can set it as your ringtone or your yeah. alarm clock. <laughs> yeah. Your, uh, Imagine waking well, up to that. <laughs> it's a bit intense for an alarm, but in a way. But let's get down to it, Jessica. You know why we're here. I know why we're here. Our listeners, Our listeners know why, know we're, why here. we're here. <laughs> we all, that was brilliant. <laughs> so brilliant. If it's on time, uh, if there's a lag in, in the recording, um, then that will just come out really terrible. So we all know why we're here. And it is for spooky stories. So let's get into some spooky stories. So, but whose turn is it? I actually cannot remember. I think I went first the last two times. Um, I think that's correct. All right, then. 
absolutely. I am going to take a seat, enjoy my wine. Please, Jessica, enthrall me with tales of creepiness. I intend to do so. <laughs> All right, so uh, tonight I'm going to be telling you about the Erasmus Castle, which is also known as the Spoorcase. And mm-hmm. apparently it got the name the Spoorcase after a South African horror movie was filmed there. And it's a mansion that's on the hill in the Erasmus Kloof suburb of Pretoria. Um, apparently the property is privately owned, but it looks like you can um, organize like tours and public gatherings. Um, like those ghost walks and things like that. Mm. And it's quite an interesting and special landmark for Pretoria because there are many rumors of ghosts and other supernatural encounters, both in and around the home. The castle was built by Jokimus Erasmus in 1890. I don't know if I said his name right, but anyway. And uh, apparently some of his children were lepers and he would lock them up in the room under the main tower of the building so that they would be out of the public eye. But I don't know if if he put them there out of like embarrassment or mm. if he put them there to, like, protect them from the public. Back in the day, if you had, like, um, somebody with a disease or if they're mentally challenged or if they're physically malformed, then the family, out of embarrassment, would just lock them up in a room so that they wouldn't bring shame to the family and they'd, like, basically just keep them there like animals, just yeah. like, feed them through the door. Like, yeah. I really um, hope it's not that. That is just horrific. I was gonna say I'm I'm kind of going to assume that it was to protect them from being like um yeah. teased or whatever. Um but yeah, realistically it's it was probably because of that. Yeah, um, realistically they wouldn't be locked in there if it was yeah. that. Yeah, it it they do say he locked them up, so it was probably not for any any good uh, good reason. But uh, anyway, he he was also apparently like quite an eccentric person, um, and he really loved to hold these fancy, elegant balls, and he would have plays and concerts going on, um, you know, in the big drawing rooms and everything. And oh, you know, over the years, of course the descendants of this man uh, the Erasmus family continued to stay in that house but over the years they eventually started renting it out to other families and it's one of these families that discovered that there were some uh, ghostly inhabitants living in there as well Mm -hmm. And uh, they discovered this when their daughter, who slept in the same room that the Erasmus children had slept in, came running to her mother. And she asked, 
where the little girl dressed in old-fashioned clothing went. Uh, ew. <laughs> Apparently, uh, this little girl had been playing with this ghost child for a while, and then the girl simply vanished. Um, and when the mother heard this, she realized that her daughter had been playing with a ghost instead of just an imaginary friend. Yeah, because imaginary friends don't disappear. Yeah, exactly. Apparently, water taps suddenly open as well on their own, and lights will switch on and off, doors will creak open during the night, and apparently one evening during a function, a guest walked away from the group and nobody knew why. He was following a lady that was dressed similarly to the ones that he'd seen in the old photographs on the wall. And they realized that this man had seen a ghost and was following her somewhere. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Other recorded events uh, or recorded encounters of paranormal activity include things like um, lit windows in areas of the mansion that aren't being used, um, encounters with Erasmus family members' ghosts, such as former owners of the house and uh, some of the children, like I mentioned in the um, encounter earlier on. And apparently they hear moans at night as well. Okay. And one of the other ghosts that are seen and apparently have been has been photographed before is a, a ghost called the Black Lady. And she is dressed in black and apparently closes and opens the curtains. Oh, that's inconvenient. <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure if this happens while people are in the rooms or... Okay. (laughs) um, Yeah, I I don't know if, you know, people are just lying in bed sleeping and suddenly someone opens their curtains. Mm. Um, But I think it's just that they open and close randomly without anyone actually physically doing it. So we're not sure who the people are that are haunting it because it was a couple generations of Erasmuses that stood there. Yeah. Um, okay. They are definitely, uh, definitely family members. Mm. Um, the ancestors, I don't know if, yeah. <laughs> if you could call them that. Um, because, of course, you know, they would see, they would see the ghosts of some of the owners or the children. Mm. And that, I don't know if that woman that the man was following was someone in one of the pictures or if she was just, maybe she was just dressed in the same way. But... It seems to be the ghosts of people that um, ha- that have pictures hanging on the wall, so people can mm. recognize who they are. Hmm. Um, I'm not sure about this black lady, though. Maybe, I mean, I would assume she was like a. Um, I'm, I would assume she would work there. She used to work there. Um, I mean, like, opening and closing curtains seems like something that you would do, um, I don't know, if you're, like, a, a caretaker of the property or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because or this is, like, a little castle. 
Yeah. Yeah, this is a little castle. The people who lived here didn't draw their own curtains. Yeah. <laughs> that was many, many years ago. You had yeah. servants doing it for you. It is beautiful, though. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, if you are listening to this, definitely um, give this a Google. Erasmus Castle. It is, it's quite, it's quite a beautiful building. I haven't seen, it's very castle-esque. It, it actually does look like a little castle. It really does. A mini, yeah, a mini, yeah. slightly like more modern looking castle. castle had a baby with a modern farmhouse. Yeah. Yeah. The Erasmus Castle has also apparently been compared to the Winchester Mystery. What is it? Winchester Manor? Winchester Mystery Mm. House? Um, Because of its unique architectural style. Yeah, but Winchester was unique for an entirely different reason. Yeah. Mm. Um, But we'll get to that on an episode when we do America. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, thank you for that titillating tale. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Is this place open for viewing? Um, it's it is pretty well secured. Secured. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said earlier, you can uh, you can arrange like public visits and things like tours mm. and stuff. But mm. I. I'm not sure if you can go like as an individual person just to like check oh, okay. it out. It's it looks like it has to be like a group of people. Yeah, oh, man. If we had to do a list, like we have actually got a list going of all the places we want to visit during this <laughs> podcast. But I mean, I th- we should definitely do it though. Like I'm being serious. Serious road trip plans going on here. Oh yeah, but how long will it take for us just to get to like episode eight places? <laughs> Well, We've covered like sixteen places. We have. We will have multiple road trips. Okay. All right. But a lot of the places, I th- because we, we, where was it? The Victoria Hotels in Pretoria, wasn't it? Mm. So you uh, know, when yes. we, when we go to the Victoria Hotel, then we can like, you know, make a turn at the Erasmus Castle. <laughs> Touche. Touchy. <laughs> touchy. 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 So one place we haven't covered is Kimberley. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kimberley, for those of you that do not know, is the capital city of the Northern Cape in South Africa. And it is known for its 19th century diamond mines. The most famous of which is a deep hand dug mine creatively named the Big Hole. <laughs> which I've always Creative. actually wanted. Creatively, there's a big hole. Um, so these people, they dug a mine um, with the bare hands. or well, not bare hands. I mean, with shovels. I mean, you know what I mean. They dug a big old hole, and they were like, look how cruet this hole is. What should we name it? And they're like, let's name it a big hole. Nice. That's, I like that's... your mixture of Afrikaans and English. <laughs> we have a cruet hole. <laughs> we have a cruet hole, and then we named it the big hole. Um, that's the story behind the big hole. Uh, but... Kimberley's not only known for the big hole, it is actually quite a spooky place with many haunted places we need to go visit. Like the one I have chosen to discuss in today's story. So, shall I begin? Please do. Today I will be discussing the Africana Library. 
So let's get into a bit of the history then, shall we? Originally called the old Kimberley Library, well, she wasn't originally called, it originally was the Kimberley Library, but then they moved. The now Africana Library was built in 1868 and houses one of the world's largest and most valuable collection of books and manuscripts to date, including things such as native texts and languages, historical photographs, articles on the Boer War, etc. Sometime in the early 1900s, a few years after its completion, a man by the name of Bertrand Dyer, who was a respected librarian from the Queen's Library in London, made the trip and sailed all the way from England to South Africa to establish himself as the librarian, making him Kimberley's first qualified librarian. He is said to have done some amazing work in his time there sorting and referencing one of the largest collections of books in the world, as well as heading up the restoration and preservation of some of the most valuable pieces. But like all people, Bertrand Dyer was not perfect, and it is said that he had tampered quite a bit with the account books. Whether this was out of eagerness to prove the library's success or out of greed and personal gain, we can't really be sure. Depending on who you ask, the answer seems to vary on the why. But what all sources can agree on is that Dyer's ruse was eventually found out, and during its uncovering, Dyer attempted suicide by ingesting arsenic. And I say attempted suicide, as it wasn't initially all that successful, and it took him three long days of suffering to die. Oh. It is said that throughout his suffering, Dyer would say that he had left his soul behind in the library he so loved. A statement that appears to ring very true, as over the years, the generations of librarians who have worked there at the Africana Library claim to have heard heavy footsteps of a man pacing the library from room to room as if in search for something. There's also an old story amongst the library staff that if you're unable to find a particular book, you can ask Bertrand where it is, and the book you are looking for will fall from the shelf, no matter how tightly it is wedged in there. Others have seen a man in period clothing walking the corridors, and when shown a picture, they are actually able to identify the ghost as him. And at 4pm, people hear the clinking of teacups, as if Dyer were enjoying his afternoon cup of tea. That's so it's sweet. It is so sweet. The librarians are convinced that Dyer's soul never left the place he so loved. And personally, I also found it pretty hard to villainize the poor man. Like when I was going through research, some of the researchers were pretty hard on him. I mean, who hasn't been greedy? Who hasn't made mistakes in their life, you know? Right. I don't think it was worth I mean, sure, what he did was so bad, but I mean, not not worth taking your own life. I mean, it's not like he locked his kids up at the bottom of of his, the tower, right? Like some Disney bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but at least the librarians seem to um, agree with my side of the argument. They say that without the efforts and hard work of Bertrand, most of the treasures of the library wouldn't have survived till today. And in 2007, in honor of him, 
a group from the Africana Library went in search of Dyer's unmarked grave to hold a funeral for him, and they erected a proper tombstone. Oh, so, that's so sweet. Yeah, at least it's a happy twist um, to the end of a somewhat tragic tale. But I'm glad that he's been honoured in death. He, he, he made actually a... sounds like really. He sounds really nice. For once, I, I'm I'm telling a nice ghost story. Yeah. Well, you know what I think is really cool is that you can ask him if he can help you find a book. That's like right. that's like a superpower or something. <laughs> I think Shame. that's really cool. Like I had once um, watched this video with one of the old, uh, it's like really old, one of those 90s clips that somebody mm-hmm. um, uploaded to YouTube when I was researching the the story. Um, and he was saying how he was working late one night, um, busy cataloging some books. And then as he put this one book away and he stood where he, where he put it away, like he was reenacting it for the for the news station. He put the book in and he said that he actually saw someone walk, like not just like a flash in your peripheral, like he saw someone walk past him. And you mm. could even tell the sort, like he didn't look, it wasn't his peripheral, but it wasn't like a quick flash, like he saw a figure walk and he could hear it. And he said, you can like follow the footsteps and you can hear it walking between the desks and stuff. Mm. And uh, yeah, he couldn't see anything because he was there alone. So he thought that maybe somebody got locked in after hours of the library or maybe it was an intruder. Mm. And it wasn't. It was Bertrand Dyer. At least that's what the librarian suspects. Man, that's like, this is such a nice story. I mean, it's sad. But it's, like, yeah, it's sad. He's a nice chap. He seems like a nice chap. He does. And that's actually my entire story. I kept it short and sweet this week. Oh, we maybe. both had... <laughs> <laughs> we both maybe. had nice short sweet stories yeah maybe dad will listen to it yeah dad yeah. <laughs> dad <laughs> <laughs> you know if he doesn't say anything about us mentioning him in the podcast you know for a fact he's not listening <laughs> dad if you've heard any of this please send me a message so that I know <laughs> yeah let us know dad <laughs> So that is it for this week's episode. Another nice, short and sweet one. Guys, please let us know if you prefer the longer episodes or the shorter ones. I mean, this podcast is very much still in its infancy and we want to grow with our listeners. So if you have a suggestion, pop us a message. The link to our website is in the description. Uh, We do have like a little message board there where you can share a story if you want to submit a story for us to tell or if you have a suggestion also we are on facebook and instagram we do have a patreon we would love to hear from you so as always stay safe and don't get haunted bye bye Librarian.
They're Liberians. <laughs> Right. Hello from the other side of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> when English girls try to Afrikaans. <laughs> when English girls try to Afrikaans. Nice. I like that. Anything is possible if you use your imagination. <laughs> Where's that from? Adventure time. I don't know. I've got like all of these random things that I reference in my head and for the life of me, I cannot remember where. It's like I absorbed the part of the character and it's become a part of me, but I don't know it's terrifying. where it's from. I am all people and all people are me. Ooh, gross. <laughs> That's a ghost story. I am your sister, I am your father. I do not wow. listen to your podcast. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Oh, well. As well as heading up and restorate. Oh, my gosh, Roxanne. Too much wine. I only had like four sips. Uh, I lost my mouse. <laughs> what you said, I lost my mouth. <laughs> no, I lost the mouse. The Afrikaans slide. No, what the frick? Let me start that again. <clears throat> okay. Former old. Uh, and if you are a patron, ugh, and a patron, if you, a patron, if you are a patron, a patron. <laughs> James Baxter, our little international family of the dead curious. <laughs> <laughs> of the dead, of the, I want to say of the curious as of the dead. Okay, never mind. Do you know what we should do? We should have like a sound effect come in when we do the news. Like, da, 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 and another news. <laughs> that's so lame. Is but it? Is nice it lame idea. good or lame bad? The idea is lame good, but the demonstration was lame bad. James Baxter. And brings joy to people. Hi. <laughs> was your, was your um, microphone by your head? <laughs> Mm. But did I sound <laughs> far away? He sounded like this. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> Hello. Oh, well, you sound, your voice sounds tiny. Okay. <laughs> Bloopers. <laughs>